0: Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend Mike Nelson has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky us collectors, us movie fans. We want the good stuff, and Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack Parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know even how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So check out CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes have some podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters proton pack.
1: From the corner penthouse of Spook Central all the way to Starkiller Base, this is Yes Have Some podcast. Do I? Yes Have Some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too on loud.
0: I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A
2: what?
1: Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some
0: Podcast, episode 180. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much. Uh oh. We already have a Is dis- it
1: We're already having an issue. Is it 180 or is it 179?
0: I don't know. I read recently that you shouldn't number your podcasts because it.
1: Why it, is that, Craig?
0: Well, the article said don't number your podcast because the number puts a timestamp on it, and every episode should be timeless. Okay, that's dumb. Jake yeah. says it's dumb, so uh, we're just going to keep going with 180. <laughs> Actually, episode 400. <laughs> sure, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. Know what,
1: it really doesn't. And uh, also, the last one I can. Just, Abby's just playing our this? podcast. How about I just each? play an old one? Play an old one. <laughs> it really I'm still I doing it. it so what, guys, what's
0: happening over there?
1: I can't pause it. Throw your phone away. I'm really sorry, everybody. Oh,
0: my God. There we go. That was so professional. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It has been uh, one hell of a week. Abigail Gardner, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I honestly, I've... I feel like today was the first day that I was able to sort of like chill out and let everything sink in that's happened over the last couple of days. Um, I feel like I'm putting all the pieces together and kind of um, I'm able to actually have my feelings because it was really overwhelming on Monday to go through the trailer coming out and then doing a live show, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. uh,
0: Before I do want to talk about that live show. But, Jake, I got to ask you, man, how, uh, how are you doing? You know,
3: I'm doing pretty good, but it's going to take some getting used to this video thing. Yeah. Because, like, I'm looking – it's just so weird. I know it, it's set up to where it's going to be optimal for the viewers. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. But I
3: just want to tell you what I see. Jake, what do you I see? see? I see about half of Abby's face oh. and then just Craig – from your mustache down, <laughs> like super – you're. Su- it's like you're super close like this when you talk. It, yeah. Like, Hi, blah, blah, blah. I'm Craig Goldberg. Blah, 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 blah. It, it sounds That's not like, what you sound. That's a South Park thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thanks. I'm just Is saying it's, it's, like? it's, it's weird for
3: me because cool. you guys are in a weird – position.
1: Hey, it's weird for me too. It's Can we just all say that it's weird, but we're going to accept it and lean into it. We're
0: going to be doing more uh, video podcasts and putting them out because that's what the people want.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Jake, uh, how's, uh, how, how are you, man? So I guess we should recap it. Obviously the Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, trailer dropped on Monday. Uh, thank you for everybody who joined. We did a, uh, a live show on Facebook and YouTube Monday night. And, uh, it was mm-hmm. incredible. It was so much fun. We had live callers and uh special thanks to our friends, John Yurkaba and Dan Harshman and Ryan Dole for stopping in and hanging out. And, um, we didn't release that as a uh, podcast because I think we all needed a few days. That was a chance for everybody to kind of get their initial gut reactions out, but we wanted to go ahead and do a more, uh, fully fledged breakdown of the trailer and really kind of, Take a deep dive now that we've had three, four days to – I guess it's only been two days. It feels like it's been yeah. months. I've watched the trailer 300 times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, the special thanks to, to everybody and uh, major shout out to Yes Have Some Group Therapy on Facebook uh, for showing up. Uh, it was it was good. Uh, it would be great to find a time that we could do those – that it could cater to everybody internationally because I know some of our listeners were asleep uh, although yeah. Andrew Bayless did call in from Australia, yeah, love that guy.
1: Yeah, I
3: think we had somebody from Finland leave a comment during it as well. Ooh.
0: Wow, yeah. international! I don't know where that is. It's in but uh, it's somewhere. It's. I think that's just. Is it it's north, in the world. It's north of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abigail, yeah. What uh? What was your uh, takeaways coming out of Monday? from uh uh we're gonna get right into it like we're, we're talking about this trailer yeah no fuck budgets today oh i could have done a trailer 10
1: bucks to the trailer
0: yeah um as far as uh well to <laughs> i gotta call us out real quick there was a comment on youtube from our live show this guy goes uh uh i shouldn't even say this but it made me Just it made me trouble he, he goes he goes not sure if I should... T- no, I'm taken this uh, podcast with a grain of salt since you guys thought Answer the Call was like the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I um, need
1: to be called out. So. Can I just say that, yes, I have been experiencing this weird level of PTSD because, yeah, when Answer the Call came out, I was raving and saying all these positive things and talking about how excited I was for the next Ghostbusters movie. So it's kind of weird to be doing and saying some of the similar... <laughs> Things and like say and feeling the same way as I did back then, but I'm reminding myself this is different. Um, This is Jason Wrightman, and now that we've seen the trailer, it's it's like okay. And although it's a little triggering, a little bit weird, um, I think we're well, gonna. What's be- tri-
0: so clearly, 2016 us are complete fucking liars or completely delusional. Dude, That's something along those lines.
1: Were we? Can we talk about it? We've
0: talked about it yeah. so much. I think, okay. Uh, let me – this will be my – ooh, opening statements. Yeah. I'm making my opening statement. Yeah,
1: opening statement.
0: OK. Here's my opening statement. Um, the, in 2015 going into 2016, we were so unbelievably surprised and excited that something new was happening with Ghostbusters. We had wanted a new movie for so long – not just because we wanted to see Ghostbusters 3. Like, we all want the franchise to move forward. We want more toys. We want more movies, TV shows, video games, what have you. And there was such a, a fever pitch of excitement that it was really easy to get caught. Now, there was also a lot of initial backlash and there was a lot of negativity. And we didn't want to... You can have an opinion about a movie, whether you want to see it or not, or whether it looks good or not, but it can be really it's hard to really take a hard stance until you actually see
1: something. And I was basing a lot of my opinion at that time. I think all three of us were on, um, I loved Paul Feig and I really liked uh, I want to say Stranger Things. Oh, my God. Uh, oh God. What is uh, Freaks and Geeks? I love Freaks and Geeks. And I remember we had just finished rewatching that right before the announcement for Answer the Call came out. Um, and or at least the announcement that Paul Feig was going to be directing it. And uh, Bridesmaids was really good. And Kristen Wiig was in that. So I feel like there was some sort of like. Something that I was – I was basing it on those things, honestly. Yeah, you were making – And that- I was so excited that there was a Ghostbusters movie, of right, course. Right, right. But fact it was there-
3: all – I think it was also – it was all those things. It was all of – it was, like, getting excited about the franchise coming back and the toys and all that. But also, there's, like, a little bit of – um when you start to hear people when, – when, when Ghostbusters is so important to you and it has been for so long, and then something new starts to happen, and then you hear people – like, it got – such a huge negative you know response that it almost felt like we needed to be taking up for it yeah and it took a while like it took a while for us to be like oh wait we don't have to take up for garbage
0: yeah and i think the thing (laughs) yeah and i think the thing about it was um it took
1: a while. Oh, took the a thing while. about it that was cool is in standing up, like you're saying, Jake, and taking up for it. And st- We kind of we found a group of people and we started our podcast. So it's like, well, right. It was nice. the genesis of the podcast. Yeah. We
0: wanted to lend a positive voice or at least uh, an open minded or optimistic voice. And still, uh, you know, we, we, listen, we're not going to recap 2016, but I will say after watching the afterlife trailer, and going back and watching that answer the call trailer again—it's it's different. It's
1: Liz. They're not a the same.
3: Different. Hey, also, also, if this movie comes out and it sucks, um, we'll probably do the same thing. Yeah, like we'll love it at first, and then we'll slowly realize we hate it. Right. Yeah. I'll so go back to happens, my hotel we'll, and cry. We'll, the point is, we're gonna be honest about it. It just might. Like, it's not like we were lying about no. loving. Answer the call at first. It was just such a weird, emotional buildup that it was like hard to kind of look at it for what it was. It was just like we didn't care.
0: Here's the thing. You know how like sometimes you have a bad relationship with like your parents. It's like you want to love them and you convince yourself you love them. And then they do something shitty and you're like, "Ah, I still think I like them. And then one day you just realize I don't even like my parents, let alone love them. So you stop talking to them. So you stop talking, and, it's,
1: and you start a podcast.
0: You
3: <laughs> know, um, no, I, I think um, we all start crying.
1: I, but I think, and then you start talking to them again a few years later. But so. I think and then and then you like drive through their town, you know, on like a big road
3: trip, and you just make sure you don't post anything so they don't they, so they don't <laughs> know you're there.
1: We are all weird about our families. <sighs> I love it. Um, but I think <laughs> like I think this new movie is about forgiveness, and that's very uh, appropriate because we. We need to forgive and let go of the past.
0: We do, and I think that Ghostbusters Afterlife is already my favorite movie,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> of all time.
0: Like, here is the thing: like, I don't. Ghostbusters Two is still better. Ghostbusters Two no. is almost better. It's longer than the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. <laughs> so, but Abby, I completely agree with you that that little PTSD thing you talked about triggered. There was a lot of familiar emotions on Monday, which is. We already went through this thing where it was like, we're finally getting Ghostbusters 3, yes. kind of. It's- and, 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 we're just, we're, we're so...
1: We're so hyped. Can I just say exactly what I felt like and I finally realized it. it? The Nintendo 64 video with, like, the brother and sister opening the Nintendo 64 on Christmas. I f- I'm the sister that's, like, doesn't really know what's going on, but that's just losing all of her shit, screaming. Mostly because everyone else is screaming and there's a lot of excitement going on. And that's kind of what went right. on with The Answer to the Call. Yeah, yeah A little yeah. of that it went was a on lot of hype. seeing it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's hard to not become a part of that, but also
0: area. we were part of the problem we were part of the hype machine <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's fine um but when when the trailer dropped on monday you, you it did take me back to a lot of those familiar places where I watched it i mean let's i mean we we talked a lot about it on on what our reactions were we all know we reacted emotionally and and strongly and but I had to go back and watch it again and again and again and really analyze what we were seeing because um. It's new. And Mm -hmm. anytime something's new, I knew I liked it better than the first time I watched the Terminator Dark Fate trailer because uh, we put up a reaction video to that one and you could just see, I wear it on my face. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I I was just, I was so happy on Monday. Um, It kind of keeps dawning on me over and over that, and I've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast, but I'll, I'll continue to. Ghostbusters 3 is the thing in pop culture of, of all things that you really never thought you were going to see. And there was a lot of different reasons. Uh, Sony was a reason. Bill Murray was a reason. Harold Ramis not being like the start and stop. And and it just felt like as recently as before they made this announcement last January, if you would have asked me last December, I would have said, listen, you want my honest feelings of, of what's going to happen with the franchise. I don't know because the, the other guys are all 70, over 70 now, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting up there. And I guess you could do a legacy sequel, but there was damage done in 2016 that it just, I, I was hesitant to think that we there was a way forward. And then, and especially backtrack a little bit, you know, you see like Men in Black International is coming out. And it was going to be coming out and they have new actors and that stuff. And I I was like, well, maybe if Men in Black is a hit, then that'll renew some interest in uh, Ghostbusters over at Sony. (laughs) And obviously we got the announcement beforehand, but that didn't happen. But when the announcement was made that Jason Reitman was going to do it, it dawned on me. I was like, I think this is the only way to do it. Like, I think. It, it besides there's a couple directors that I think could have pulled it off and done something that people would automatically grab their interest. It's a short list. It's like James Gunn, J.J. Abrams, maybe Edgar Wright or something. But like, I think Jason Reitman's the only way to go. And even though I was reading this interview with him from like when Juno came out, like I don't know, 15 years ago, and he and his quote was, "I would never do a Ghostbusters movie. It would be the most." Boring Ghostbusters movie of all time. There would be no busting of ghosts. Um, yeah, because he's such a character-driven yes. director. And thank
1: God he is, because he's introducing really interesting characters and harking har- or har- harping rather on the he's, ha- he's, uh, he's, he's on the uh, on the family dynamics. And as somebody who is bringing in a new generation of of Ghostbusters or introducing it, he is like the second generation, like literally he's a right man. He's like in the lineage and he grew up with it and probably had issues and stuff with his dad. And I feel like that's all going to be reflected in this movie and the way that they're handling, um, uh, the passing of Harold Ramis and having Egon's family be the main characters in this movie. We, it's the only real, 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 way real, real, to do it. We say that again. I said, I want to hear it. Uh, Egon Spangler's family, as uh, the main characters in this movie, oh. it's incredible. And, I just, I can't I, can't I already love straight. them all so
0: much uh Jake after a couple of days man what a uh, what have your uh have your feelings uh gone up down saying uh, it, it's like a <laughs> it's
3: almost like it's almost like a little bit of a roller coaster because it feels like you – once the trailer came out and after the first day after we had the live show and, and we I, – I swear I watched that trailer probably 40 times, 50 times maybe, just over and over on the first it's, day.
0: So but besides the fact that it's Ghostbusters and we're all excited, like can we at least admit that's a good trailer. It's a well-done trailer, yeah. It's a yeah, really good is, trailer.
3: Which is rare. But – um. On top of that, like, you I bet know,
0: Sony it, saw it for the first time. We're like, we're not sure about this. And then Jason problem. Ryan, Jason Ryan yeah. was like, that means it's perfect.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Good. They're like, we don't, think, we don't get it. Good.
3: My, uh, <clears throat> the next day felt better for me. And it felt kind of like a little more calming. I think it was maybe like halfway through the day before I went back and watched the trailer again. But, uh, but it's also like, I think in the middle of the night at some point, I, uh. I woke up and I was like, what was on their shelves? Like just in the middle of the night, I like woke up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need to watch it again real quick so I can see what was on that shelf. It's like, it's just popping into my head at random times of the day. And it's like, it's still hard. Like, like you said, it's hard to believe it's happening. And it's also like watching the trailer, especially when it gets to the, the voiceover, yeah. the, the Venkman voiceover, it feels so weird for that to happen. Not like not in a bad way, but just to be watching a modern trailer and then all of a sudden, Oh, this is a trailer for a movie coming out next year with a voiceover from Mm, our like favorite movie of all time from 1984 is just playing over it. And that that seems so weird in a good way to me.
1: And you're talking to fan editor of the year over here, (laughs) Craig Goldberg.
0: It's all about that scene. listen, you, Jake and Abby were giving me a sh- some shit. These fan, somebody yesterday put up a fan edit of the trailer and all they did was put in the Ghostbusters theme. And they didn't even put it in at a good place. It's like it wasn't good. It, didn't, it doesn't watch fit. It. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Song doesn't fit. So I did a little of my own editing and I, it's, it's not even a fan. It's a little tribute, a little Harold Ramis tribute. It's yeah. a fan edit. People seem to enjoy it. Go check it out on the Yes Have Some mm-hmm. YouTube page after you finish today's episode. Yeah, go check it out
3: before you know we take it down.
1: <laughs>
0: before it's taken down First by the episode. I'm
1: not afraid, not afraid. That's what you did, right? You did.
0: Well, there was a, as a joke, I made a fan edit uh, just for our friends group that used <laughs> the, uh, the answer <laughs> to call music. When, when you, you posted that. that to it, when you showed that to us, I, I, I was that. like, no. I was like, take <laughs> that off. I
3: was like, don't let the public see this.
1: <laughs> Rust City. There it is. Way better.
0: Yeah, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Rust City is no longer the name of the movie. Uh, it's also not GB Twenty. It is officially Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take that down because that's not gonna work. It's cool. Um, oh, so yeah, Jake, I completely agree, man. We, we, like, you go through like a series of emotions, right, as you're you're watching the trailer. Like, first off, it's like, oh my god, this is the first time I'm taking all this in. And then you realize, okay, we're not in New York. We're in a field, and mm-hmm. there's these kids, and they're hanging out near this mine. And it, it does not feel like what you have seen in previous Ghostbusters movies. No, not But I want to say, just because it doesn't feel like what you've seen in previous Ghostbusters movies does not mean it doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie. Because, yes, aesthetically, they're in a different... Uh, it's a different scenery, in a different Asian environment. Man. But... Everything in that trailer is Ghostbusters to me. I mean it's I, it's especially once you go down into like the laboratory and all that, like Yeah. It it feels more Ghostbusters than than I mean it's more than anything. Like I saw a couple weird comments. I'm not gonna name names. I saw somebody comment that said uh maybe if this wasn't Ghostbusters it would look good. Like bullshit. That is a bullshit comment, and this is why I need to say it right now. That is a dumb thing to say. To say, well, if this just was something else, not Ghostbusters, then I would be like, oh, this looks good. That means it I looks always good. think that's a stupid
3: I always think that's a stupid argument. And people yeah, love to use that argument that. with remakes. You know, if yeah. it wasn't called this, it would be perfect. And I'm like, no, because then it would be a rip. Like, yeah. shut up. That doesn't make any sense. And, and you know what? Also, it's a two minute trailer. Right. So it's two minutes of like. 10 to 15 second scenes from a movie that's probably going to be around two hours or so. So you can make a trailer look like anything or seem like it's any like I I will agree with people that the tone looks different and that it does look very different from Ghostbusters one and Mm two. But that's probably. A good thing, because if they were just making it exactly like Ghostbusters one and two, it probably wouldn't turn out so well, because that's usually the fate of sequels that Mm -hmm. try to do that. Like, look at the Terminator franchise. That's why fucking Terminator is bullshit now, because they keep trying to be exactly like Terminator one and two. It's just not going to happen.
0: If you think back to answer the call and you watch that, I know the trailer is very slapstick um, and maybe a little bit over the top, but. That movie specifically tried to be Ghostbusters-esque, like, all the way.
1: Yeah, Except in a way that was, yeah. like, a crutch-like. It was like yeah. they didn't have an idea, so they were like, let's just follow the formula. Right. And switch out a few things and improv it, mostly, all of it.
0: Yeah, it there doesn't feel like there's a formula. at Well, maybe not a Ghostbusters formula. Like, obviously... There's some tropes that happen in these legacy sequels, whether it be Force Awakens or Jurassic World, that um, that maybe some of that will bleed through into this movie. But guess what? I'm fine with it because you have to figure out a way. The, the nut that you have to crack, that the hard part about this type of movie with this type of franchise is that you have to figure out a way, A, to make the story worthy. Is this a story worth telling? Well, to anybody who cares about Ghostbusters or Harold Ramos or what happened to them after 1989, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a million stories to be told. I personally absolutely love the idea of a more personal, uh, family-oriented, character-driven, coming-of-age story set within the Ghostbusters universe, which, by all accounts, it seems like what we're getting. Mm-hmm. That seems way more interesting to me, and I've been saying this the whole time, and I said this before this movie was ever announced, I mean, we'd have to go back into the podcast and archives available on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. Uh, uh, we'd have to go back and figure it out. But I Do know it. we've had conversations in the past. They see you guys whispering now. It loses us <laughs> some Oh,
1: you guys just thought that was like someone stepping in. No, but I
0: know there's been times in the past where we've talked about this type of movie being made. And what, yeah. what about a, what if they made a movie that was. I distinctly think we up. could
1: go back in our archives and find us talking and having that conversation saying, do what the Force Awakens did, pass on the torch, do the lineage, and have a new generation come around that's uh, taught by the older one. And,
0: and Right, but but not just yeah. like, oh, cool, we got Taryn Killam and uh, fucking Jason Sudeikis yeah. and Michael Shea, and they're the new Ghostbusters, and Ray's going to train them. Like, yeah, that would be probably funny, but... What, you're not going to really introduce a whole lot of new ground unless you just do something completely off the wall and different. And I think we could talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. That was what the Russo brothers plan was with the Drew Pierce uh script or, or treatment that was written a couple of years ago. Who knows if that'll ever see the light of day, but I don't think it was this. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe in the future or in outer space, or I feel like it was way over the top wild and different and crazy and maybe that would have been a cool way to go but that trailer we saw Monday feels so grounded it's so set in a reality and it's established in a a world that we know which is the world of Ghostbusters 84 and 89 and with one piece of dialogue Paul Rudd says there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years Mm -hmm. that tells us that answers one major question which is what has been going on for 30 years as far as paranormal activity.
1: The Ghostbusters haven't been active. They've been in retirement, in seclusion uh, from what it looks like. And there was probably some (coughs) fallings out going on. So that's where we are.
3: Like also speaking to that, Craig, about uh, the tone of the film or whatever. um, That's exactly what Ghostbusters one is like it. Besides the fact that you do have ghosts happening the Ghostbusters are mainly, besides Louis Tully, the Ghostbusters themselves are the only ones that are funny. Winston's not even like he's not funny. He doesn't have any like really funny lines. It's real world funny. Like, it's, it's not
0: punchlines.
2: That's the, a big Twinkie so is the not world, like a punchline. The world but is yeah.
3: a real the like the world of Ghostbusters One is completely believable as. Our timeline, our you know universe or whatever. And that's one of the things that failed in uh, Answer the Call is that it's super over the top and silly and every single character in Answer the Call is like throwing out one liners trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the difference between that in the original Ghostbusters. And this feels like that. It feels like that's the real world. And it doesn't mean like I see a lot of people who are like, I thought Ghostbusters was a comedy. It's a fucking two-minute trailer. Uh, Like, it's watch the movie. There's probably some funny stuff in it. And also, if there's not, who the fuck cares? Like, I don't care if it's not funny. Because that's not, like, it's not going to be as funny as Bill Murray. Like, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis are, they're amazing together. And it might not be that. So it doesn't bother me if you don't try to keep that part of it going. Right.
1: Yeah. Having said that,
0: though, I feel like...
1: Paul Rudd is in this movie. It's going to be funny. That's what I texted my brother. Exactly. Paul Rudd is in it. Yeah, my brother was like, yeah, I really (laughs) enjoyed the trailer. It was really well done. I hope it's going to be funny. And I was like, well, I think it will be. Um, I'm glad that they didn't lead with all the humor and all the jokes and spoil that. I didn't think it was necessary. I think that they were making a very respectful trailer that sets things so far apart. And it's, it's so artistic and so beautiful and such a nice thing to take in that I'm just so happy that Jason Reitman is doing this.
0: Yeah, and, and yes. I, I agree. And like, listen, we all know Bill and Dan and er, they're all going to be in it. And if you put Bill Murray in the – he's going to be funny. Bill Murray's funny and answer the call. Like mm-hmm. it's not – Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but what I will say, the caveat, the thing to think about is, is the story they're trying to tell is going to pull on some heartstrings. Yeah. Because we're not only going to learn that – we're going to learn the fate of the Ghostbusters. We're going to learn – uh what happened to them and why, you know, for all we know, after Ghostbusters 2 or maybe even after Ghostbusters, the video game, if, if they go there, mm-hmm. uh, that, that uh, which I don't think they're going to. We can get into that later. <laughs> but I just don't. I think if this movie is about Evo Shandor, I don't think I just don't. I, I Is this sad? I just don't care. Like Ghostbusters, the video game is great and it's fun and it's a really well done Video game, especially, but it's a video game, but it's, it's a, a video, video game. game. It's a video
3: game. Like I, I, I think people need to realize like, uh, people who are getting mad that like, first of all, why are people mad if the video game is not canon? Like sure. It's great and it's fun. And it's got like, it follows the continuity, but it's a fucking video game and video games and comics and cartoons. They usually don't follow the continuity. It's right. not, the, it's not a
0: movie. Let it be its own thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But anyways, what I was going to say was, we might find out that once once they defeated Vigo in 1989 or whatever, uh, that that wrapped up uh, the 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 need for the Ghostbusters because if you remember, and this is not something I picked up on as a kid, the reason why there's ghosts showing up in New York City in the first Ghostbusters is because of the cross rip that's about to happen yeah. because of the Second Coming of Gozer yes. or, or whatever. So. Um, it's kind of a regional issue mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: and if he's got a mind there, and if that... That's one of the things... And now I'm going to reference Troy Benjamin and Ghostbusters HQ and his article that he wrote, which is like a scene-by-scene scene breakdown. Um, One of the things that he mentioned, which I also felt while watching the trailer, was the town of Somerville, like, hiding some sort of a secret, like, maybe seeming nice on the outside, but having, like, some, some shit going on. And I really like that. I think that that's... That's going to be one of the most interesting parts of this movie. That it's that there's activity and that there's something going on that is tied to that original movie, whether right. whatever well, it is. Whatever I like is, that. But
0: the the here's what, Jake. I'll throw to you in one second. But the idea of being able to expand on the mythology that is built in the first Ghostbusters movie. You know, people forget the scene when they're in jail, Mm -hmm. uh, the scene where they all go to jail and Ray's got the blueprints and uh, Egon gives the speech about Evo Shandor. That's not a throwaway scene that explains the plot of that explains what is going on in the movie, why Dana's building is basically radioactive to paranormal activity in that moment Mm -hmm. explains who Evo Shandor was the funniest, most underrated line is when he kind of Egon gives that little smirk and he goes, performed a lot of unnecessary surgeries. Injuries. Did you want to say it?
1: That's my favorite line, too. <laughs> to too? I was <laughs> going to say it, too. I literally. Well, I love that shit. I love weird cult shit like that. And I'm, I'm excited to see. I want to see a whole movie. Some of that. Unfold, i yeah. want to see
0: a series on history channel called evo shandor's unnecessary surgeries dude yes <laughs>
1: that shit used to happen with like weird serial killers and cults and stuff and like all sorts of scientific experiments yeah. and but to I expand
0: like so to continue to expand on that mythology which we can only assume is at least a major part of this at least a major part of the movie because we see the shandor mine uh we know about the shandor mining company through pictures that we've seen uh that's not a secret and also uh there's a fucking terror dog <laughs> on Paul oh. Rudd's car, on the mm-hmm. hood of his car. Mm-hmm. And when there's terror dogs, there's Zool and there's Vince Clore, though. Possession. And there's Gozer and there's Evo Shandor and all sorts of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so who now is any of this real? Like, is this really happening or is this just like, are we in the best timeline of fan fiction that's ever happened? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Um, what I want to do is take a deep breath, plug a little bit of our social media, let everybody know where they can find us. We've got a lot of new listeners, new people on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all that. Uh, this is the beginning of a really unbelievable year, an unbelievable time to be a Ghostbusters fan, and uh, I just want to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find us. So mm-hmm. if you are watching this on YouTube or listening uh, on your uh what are those things called iPhones or Android telephones where you get your podcast? You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Like I just said, follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter, YHSpodcast.com. podcast.com at YHS podcast is our handle on those other platforms. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I really love that. We have this chance to, to, even grow the Ghostbusters community more and build it out. And 2016 was a really crazy and fun year. And I just can't imagine what, what, what lies ahead. Jake, how are you feeling? How are you preparing for 2020? Are you prepping? Are you like a doomsday ghost prepper? like I
3: don't know how, how you would say I'm prepping. It's like, it's almost like I want to put it completely out of my head. Almost. It's like, I, I saw the trailer and I love it. But I, I kind of don't want to see anything else. I, would, I, I, know, I know it's not going to happen, but it would be great if there were no more trailers. And with other movies, I'm usually pretty good at watching the first trailer and that's it. Like I'm pretty good at avoiding – like I, I can – I have the willpower to be like, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. But I don't – I'm not going to be able to do that. With no. Ghostbusters. Like when there's a You're second not. trailer out, like it's it's gonna like I'll be able to avoid whatever the TV spots are because that stuff's easy to avoid because it's usually so close to when the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. None of us, but, us have TV. Tra- <laughs> but trailer two, but trailer two, like I'm gonna watch it, you know? And and I kinda it would be great to me if it was just like we saw the trailer, wipe it out of our fucking memories. Yeah. So then when it gets to the movie, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, right. Ghostbusters. Because it's going to be, it's going to be like a long, it's going to be a long fucking, what
0: is it? Six months? None of that's happening. Nothing you just said is happening. Here's what's nothing really going to happen. Said no. is happening. Yeah. We're
1: going to speculate every week leading up to the release of the movie. We're going to watch every trailer. We're going to see every little clip that comes out, every photo. Not the leaked ones. We don't want to look at those. Nope. And you shouldn't leak photos. You should Because that's sketchy. Don't do that. Um... But yeah, I'm going to fucking do see everything as much as I don't want to. Just like you guys are saying, we're going to consume it. You um, know what I was going really to hope It doesn't. I don't, I don't think it, it's not going to take. No, come
0: on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it, it's 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 going to be so fun. And listen, here's the thing. Um, When the second trailer comes out. Well, let's talk about that real quick. So. This trailer came out. You know, we talked about it a couple months ago. When do we think the trailer is going to come out? And we kind of had circled this week because this is Jumanji week. Mm-hmm. It's a national mm-hmm. Jumanji week. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, I think in the back of all of our heads, we're like, you know what? Probably not. It's still a little early. And uh, when Answer the Call came out, we didn't get a trailer till March, which was later than we all thought. So we thought maybe January, yeah. February, whatever. This is the very beginning of the marketing push for the relaunch of the Ghostbusters franchise. The good news is, the trailer has been very well receptive, over 10 million views on YouTube, tons of positivity, lots of intrigue. Uh, I've realized that the general public does not follow the Ghostbusters community or Ghostbusters lore quite as much as we do. Because mm-hmm. I've read so many people, people I would consider to be smart people, be like, wait a minute. So whose grandchildren are they? And I'm like, did you not watch the Damn it. thing I did? Come on. Oh, um, so what I want to ask you guys, and I'll throw it to both of you. Mm -hmm. there's going to be a second trailer, probably around March or April. Do we think they're going to pull a Force Awakens and just like with that Force Awakens second trailer, they revealed Han and Shu at the end, which I still contend, well, until last week, the second Force Awakens trailer was my favorite movie trailer of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one, as of right now, the Afterlife trailer is my favorite movie trailer of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Do we think they're going to have that reveal? Because I, I still think... To get that last push of mainstream like chaos, you're you're gonna need to reveal that Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson are in this movie.
3: I don't know that I don't know if I would say they're gonna reveal all three of them, but I wouldn't doubt it if it's like a Dan thing. Like maybe maybe the last scene in the trailer is, you know, some sort of line from Ray. But I, I don't know if I would go as far as saying that they're gonna Just show everybody.
0: Holy shit. What if what if it's like McKenna Grace and Logan Kim and they're firing the proton pack and there's ghosts everywhere and all this chaos? And then it cuts to Dan and he walks in. He just goes, I'm going to have to call the boys. (laughs) Dude. And then we'll be like, who's he talking? uh
3: I don't know, man, because I also think like there there are so like. The thing that everybody loves to do is just theorize about what the plot is. And I know it's like it's it's so early. It's only two minutes of footage. But there are so many people that have so many plot plot ideas about Mm -hmm. what they think could be happening. And some of them have been very interesting. Um, And I don't even know if there are things we should be talking about because they're so, you know, like who knows if they're true or not, but I mean, like we can do some speculation or stuff. Well, you know, are we of, talking
1: specifically of, about John's theories? Cause they're, they always stress me out. I think this, this
3: might've been an AJ theory. AJ? I think, okay. um, I, what I'm thinking about is, uh, there's the theory that maybe the ghostbusters are trapped on the other side and that's where they've been. And that's mm-hmm. why Egon has just disappeared with, with all the equipment there. And that something is going to happen towards the end of this movie in which, um, You know our new characters kind of like bring them back,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which Rescue would mission. be which would be. Oh, uh, what if it's like a you you hear Dan Aykroyd say on your left,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right right right. Dude, yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> portals open up. Um, but that would be something I think it would be hard to it would it would be I, f- I feel like it would be hard to reveal if that's the case where they're they're maybe trapped in some sort of thing and they come back. Then it's probably going to be like they're coming back for the very end of the film. And it would probably be hard to include them into the trailer if right. that's the case without giving that kind of stuff away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, but, I mean, I could, see, oh,
2: fuck,
1: man. I could see Ray not being trapped, but the rest being trapped and just, like him being the one that somehow is out and just Winston. Him.
0: Where's Winston? Just Winston? He's trapped. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's trapped. Winston's trapped for uh, three fourths of the movie. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> no. Well, when they gave it's me the script, right I was yet. only trapped for one fourth of the movie. Um,
3: <laughs> I still like my theory that um, Ray is just asleep in the back seat of the Ecto One. Yeah. And oh. like, that's just where he lives. And he's just like, after they catch that ghost in the car, Ray just pops up and he's like, what? What's
0: happening? <laughs> uh, you pizza? I, I guess there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that they can reincorporate the old team. i um, personally, I hope that it's not like, I hope it's not that. I wouldn't want to see them back digitally de-aged or anything like that. Like I want to see Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson as they are now.
3: I, I don't sh- think, yeah. Strapping out pro
0: packs for the first time. I wasn't, insi-
3: I wouldn't think time. that if they are trapped
0: somewhere and they come back that they're going
3: to be the same age. I would think they would just let them be old. Right. That mm-hmm. That's too much work.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it's, Henry Thomas plays all three of them. Yeah, Henry mm-hmm. Thomas just as mm-hmm.
1: well. Um, Abby. I want them to all be trapped in the Mercado. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> You're out of here. It smells like baloney and regrets. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs)
0: Anyways. Yes. Why you do that? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of theories. Uh, You know, people jump to conclusions. I mean, honestly, this would be I don't think this is what they did, but sometimes trailers play with your emotions a little bit. There's still a chance that this is not Spangler's family. That this is like Ray's family and they're just somehow fucking with everybody. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen because I think that would be a really weird uh, a, a weird misdirection that wouldn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. But we can safely assume this is Egon Spangler's family. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: There's a lot of arrows pointing in that direction. And I think it's also safe to to assume that Egon
0: moved to Somerville obsessed with preventing anything yeah. like... The, he the, knew something
3: the, was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's that story. Uh, I think I mentioned this on Monday, that story of your your work uh, taking you away from your family and your yeah, family not even being consuming. able to understand.
1: Yeah, Dr. Frankenstein, all that shit.
0: Yeah. He yeah. got Dr. Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. his wedding day.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't... Um, <sighs> You you
3: already you already kind of mentioned this, but I I never since the beginning when we found out that there was going to be another Ghostbusters film, like of course as the some of the leaks came out it started to fall into place, but it wasn't until I saw that Terror Dog foot yeah. that I was really like oh are, we're gonna get Gozer again like it, it never it never really occurred to me that like. The villain. I just always assumed like, oh, who's going to be the new villain? Like, what's going to be the new who are they fighting this time? Right. And the fact that it's like, oh, it's just like, it's literally Gozer trying again. He's like trying to come back again. Yeah. And I mean, that's still, a, uh, you know, that still isn't a hundred percent right. You know, certain. But with all the things we've seen, it's just like, whoa! Like that's just a cool. That's just a cool idea. And and also the fact that we know Gozer can is can take the form of whatever it wants to be. So it's like they're not locked into trying to recast or bring back, uh, you know, uh I can't remember her name, but the Slavica
0: woman. Who, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm going to look it up. Hey, we all walked past her at Ghostbusters Fan Fest. We did.
0: I got so her. I got her autograph. You got her autograph. Slavica Jovan. Uh huh. I mean, people are calling for Paul Rubens, the original uh, Gozer. Um, I would be be into that. I would be into that. OK. But Abby, so let's let's start breaking down this trailer. Well, last thing I want to talk about the thing about the I you know, I do think it's I do think there's other entities besides Gozer that like could be involved. I actually think we're going to see Evo Shandor in this movie. Like I I do. It'll be interesting to see who's playing him. Yeah. God. What if it's like one of those surprise things that takes you completely out of the movie? Like, holy shit, it's Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emilio. But, um,
1: well, let's- I for- think we'd see him. I. It makes sense to me that we would. Um, Maybe he's like been drawing his essence or power from- that area for some like what
0: are they mining? like what has it been mining for what is that uh there's a oh god i'm a bad ghostbusters fan i'm gonna look something up and i'll I'll get back to it in a second let's start breaking down this trailer though let's talk about uh some of the details uh it opens up we see uh finn Wolfhard's character trevor with celeste o'connor abby you called this weeks ago go ahead do your bragging (laughs)
1: I just figured that they were going to have a romantic relationship. Um, it makes sense. Finn Wolford's going to be the new kid in town. Celeste O'Connor's very cute. She's new on the scene. Uh, she is, I think, like in her early twenties, but she looks like she could play a lot younger. Um, and yeah, so following the two of them on Instagram, like I have been with the uh, filming process of this movie, I just figured that their characters would be romantically involved, and it looks like they will be um, because they're like hanging out in that thing above the mine right before the big supernatural moment. Um, I like that. I liked the quiet strumming guitar and I loved the shot going of the whatever El Camino, I guess, driving with all the kids in it. It, it didn't really feel like anything I've seen from Ghostbusters and I'm not going to say it felt like stranger things because I know that Jake's going to go off on that. Um, Mm -hmm. it just felt, I just liked it. I liked seeing those two together and it, they just – they have good chemistry already that you can see. So. Let's talk
0: about it. that because that has been kind of a common thing we've seen over the last couple of days is uh, it seems really easy to say, oh, it's like Stranger Things. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on that. I know you guys do too. Uh, Jake, do you think that is a fair uh, assessment?
3: Well, kind of yes and no. But this is the thing. Like people who are saying um, – That it's reminding them of Stranger Things, whether some people are saying that in a good way. Some people are like, oh, cool, this looks like Stranger Things. I like that. Some people are saying this looks like Stranger Things. Both sides are wrong (laughs) and both sides are a little dumb for it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell everybody. I love what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, I like that. I I get to see Jake, too. uh, I don't know if anybody knows that like Stranger Things is completely cobbled. From other things, there's nothing original happening in Stranger Things, and and it's not a secret. Everybody knows it. It's very aware of itself, mm-hmm. and it's very heavily handed with its like references and what Derivative. it's pulling from. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay because like it is a good, it is a like mainly good fun show to watch. But it's very, very like. Hey, look at this thing we took from ET. Look at this thing we took from Poltergeist. Look at this shit we took from Ghostbusters. That's what season two. It, people are like, this looks like season two of Ghost of, of Stranger Things. I'm
2: being reminded of something. It's reminding me of it this from Ghostbusters. Like,
3: you can't say it seems like Stranger Things because Stranger Things takes all its shit from old movies like ghostbusters so shut the fuck up you're wrong ghostbusters looks like ghostbusters it looks like et you're seeing things that make you feel somebody said oh you know what this looks a little like super eight yeah it does which also looks like et and fucking all these old Stephen king movies and uh steven spielberg movies Mm -hmm. it's just because finn wolfhart is in a movie does not mean that it's strange. Finn Wolfhard will be 35 years old and people are still gonna be like, it's fucking Stranger Things. Fucking
0: Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Hey,
0: I saw Finn Wolfhard eating ice cream with his family today at the Bastard hey, Robbins Looked like I fucking saw, Stranger Things. <laughs> I, I saw somebody be like, oh,
3: cool, kids on bikes, just like Stranger Things. And I'm like, there's no fucking bikes in this trailer. There's no kids on
1: bikes. Like, are people even watching it? Dude, Shut that's the, fuck the case up. A fucking neighborhood is Stranger Things. It's just, that's something that exists. Shut up with People the People are narrow-minded, thing. yeah.
0: Christ. My dad's good friend at work, his son had a bar mitzvah, they're family friends with the Wolfhards, and Finn Wolfhard showed up fucking Stranger Things.
3: <laughs> hey, there's going to, like... <laughs> they'd be like, oh, cool. Like, Paul Rudd's got a ghost trap, huh? That's the fucking thing they kept darting in Stranger Things. <laughs>
1: fucking." No! okay god i love yeah that get so your much. origins right like know where things come from all that shit dude I'm it's gonna just put a up. dumb it's just a dumb
3: thing to complain about like yeah. to say that hey, it's like a movie and that movie stole it from this
0: also mm-hmm. kids do ride bikes i've seen that I've seen yeah all the time. do they?
3: it's like hey i bet you
0: used to ride a bike yeah. like whoever's yeah. complaining about it dude next time, next time
3: i see time
2: you- I- <laughs> 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 next
3: time you see a kid the oh hey,
1: stranger things, what up, what's up, stranger things? What do you think you're doing? It's like saying, uh, like Lord of the Rings is uh is like Game of Thrones, like you you have to know which <laughs> one actually came first <laughs> right right yeah? right yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones shit with orcs in it, right, yeah,
0: it's like watching fucking Dave and Mike and Dave need wedding dates and be like, oh, what is this uh wedding crashers? you lost me nope. None I, I said it wrong. we are anyway. not doing any of that. Hey, both movies are great. Okay. Um. Here's the thing, Jake. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, first of all, shout out to Finn Wolfhard, who's getting himself in all the good groups of kids. He's in the <laughs> Ghostbusters group, the Stranger Things group, and the It group.
1: He's How part of you... the Losers Club, the Best, <laughs> the Beautiful, the Only, and what's the other one?
0: What are the straight? Do the Stranger <laughs> Things? Do they
1: call themselves something? Um, I don't know. Friends of Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool wait that sounds friends, like
3: a support the Friends of
1: 11 is a group I'm people did the,
3: people did the same thing with it you know people did the same thing with it they were like oh they really stranger things up to this and right. i'm like this is what
0: this is literally
3: what stranger things
0: is trying by to the do. way like, a much better assessment of this trailer would have been like oh look close encounters of the third kind because that's what yeah. it all yeah. goes oh, back look, yeah e. T. Craig, oh, oh, you, this feels like you can
3: Yeah, Craig, you pointed out like whenever the trailer first came out, you sent us a a screenshot and you were like, this literally could be a screenshot from E.T.
0: Well, the shot of of Finn Wolfhard walking towards the barn is like it's on purpose. It looks just like Elliot walking towards the little shack in E.T. It's fucking misty,
1: blue, cornfield, the way the light's coming, where it's coming from, what you see in the background, all that shit. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Also, Finn Wolfhard's hair looks amazing. Wow. Golly.
0: <laughs> I like Finn is Wolfhard. Is this a bad robot movie? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Get the fuck out of here.
0: God. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a Ghostbusters no movie. your movies. Yeah. It's a Ghostbusters <laughs> movie. What is this? Stranger Things or Spielberg? I hope so. I hope it's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. not like, oh, what is this? Fucking Spy and Bridesmaids? hope not uh, somehow worse than both of those uh <laughs> Yeah, man, I, Jake, I couldn't agree with you more. And like, it's going to that's going to continue to happen because, A, it's a coming of age tale with kids and supernatural stuff. So that Stranger Things is the reference point for that from now Stephen on. Stephen
1: King is the reference point for what you just said. But coming no, no, of no. age and. No. supernatural. No. Yeah, I know. For, for, but yeah, you're right. But, but Stephen, Stephen King, was King was the inspiration and for Stranger Things. Stephen King world. and yeah.
0: Spielberg are the actual reference points. Mm-hmm. But yeah people stranger things is what people see and people are fucking stupid yeah dude so there. yeah, yeah. um but
1: they're uh, all good ingredients though like it's all stuff that I like and I'm all I'm excited about all of it and listen honest, Jason Wright like said all those things
0: Jason Wright said when he was doing auditions that he did not want to cast Finn Wolfhard because of because of that. that but that's how good Finn Wolfhard actually is like he's legit great It is what it is. And I think he's going to be great in this movie. Yeah. He's got, there's only a couple funny pieces of dialogue in the trailer.
1: He's got one of them.
0: And he's got one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, remember that summer we died under our table? Mm -hmm. That's pretty deadpan. That's kind of funny.
1: I like it. Deadpan delivery similar to Harold Ramis.
0: A little bit of Harold Ramis. Um, So, okay. Ooh, Jake, you're fired up, man. I like that. (laughs) I like what just happened.
1: Keep grinding those gears. Yeah. Uh,
0: Jake, you're, (laughs) we should. I like him. All
1: yeah. Right. I like this guy. We should talk to him <laughs> we once a week talk- and record it. Yeah. Yeah. We should start a podcast. <laughs> what do you
0: think? Um, now, I do want to remind everybody that we are talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, the very first trailer. We are breaking it down and you can tune in to Yes I Have Some Podcast every week for these types of discussions let's keep going so the trailer opens we see celeste o'connor right off the bat we see finn wolfhard they look down in the spine something shoots up something ghost like i dare say mm-hmm. and then uh the trailer kind of moves on we hear the Paul Rudd voiceover explaining the the earthquakes or, or, or the ground swells that are happening in Somerville. There's no tectonic plates. Nobody even plays loud music. Great line. Mm, yeah. God,
3: it's just like tremors. It's tremors. Yeah. Like
0: yeah.
1: But also before all that, you realize that their family's really poor and that's why they're moving and oh, that yeah. they're going through a tough time, right. which I relate to and I like and I like the brother-sister dynamic. And I also think that reminds me of Ghostbusters where it's like, oh, we're broke. We're getting kicked out. Things are shitty to begin with
0: yes it's good that is great that's a great point nobody's brought that up Ghostbusters starts with them being thrown out of their damn job
1: yeah and this family's being thrown into the last place they have to stay and yeah and whatever happens from theirs is what the whole story is
0: yeah um so Paul Rudd explains the uh the the earthquakes and we start kind of getting that voiceover and we are introduced to Phoebe and Trevor and Callie who is their mother and uh I'm not going to lie. I know we saw some of those pictures of that farmhouse when the movie was in production, but how fucking cool does that look?
1: Yeah. I really
0: annoyed. Somebody on YouTube was like, what is that, the knee bolt house? Like, come on, man.
1: (laughs) It is in Canada, which is where the knee bolt house was. But this is a fucking sunken in farmhouse and a bunch of other stuff uh, an ecto inside of it, too. So, Um, No, it's not.
0: All right, let me let me talk about chills, right? Ivan Reitman talks about the first time that uh, he saw his four guys coming down the street. Whew. When you get the voiceover from McKenna Grace and she says, I found this in my house, and they show her doing the puzzle on the floorboard, mm-hmm. floorboard going down the fire pole, and you immediately realize you're in some sort of makeshift basement laboratory. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see the spores, mold, and fungus collection You see a proton pack for the first time. She's lighting the way with a PK meter, which I think is hilarious. Like, Mm. she's not like she's like, like, oh, I don't know what this is. I think it's It's a flashlight. like using a phone with flashlight (laughs)
2: mode. Exactly. Patty
3: Tolan is just sitting in the booth in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are excellent. I know New York. York. Oh, my God.
0: She's like, you guys are scientists, but I know Somerville. (laughs) Um (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what'd you guys think? Jake, what'd you think seeing that proton pack for the first time? Besides the fact that I know you want to build... We've talked. You want a pack. Yeah, it's
3: just cool because like, uh, you know... 30 years you know and it's a proton pack and it's like uh, the proton pack it's not like a weird version of it it's not like a dumbed down or a or a like souped up version it's just a proton pack and it's noticeable everybody knows what that is people who probably don't know a whole lot about ghostbusters they know what that is and it's it's just it's an iconic piece of machinery and it's just cool to see it and to see it just sitting on the table with like all of the other jars and electronics and just it just feels so good, especially like it goes back to what I was saying about how the voiceover feels unreal because so much of the other movie feels real life and it's so new. but mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, but also there's a Ghostbusters there's a Prose Tom pack right there bringing it so,
0: home. It just feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think – so Jake, I want to – take me back to the moment that you're watching the trailer for the first time. You've got this voiceover. We see that they've brought the ghost trap to school. We see Paul Rudd holding the trap. He goes, whoa, killer replica. And she's like, replica (laughs) of what? And he's like, it's a ghost trap. And she's like, what the fuck's a ghost trap? And And you're
3: like – and then you're like, oh, that's every adult conversation I've had yeah. while wearing a proton pack yeah. with a normal human being. Was that a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yeah, you here to what clean the stairs?
0: Yeah. Uh, so he, Paul Rudd starts explaining to to Logan, Kim and to McKenna Grace. Um, I should start using character names. Phoebe, well, we don't have one for Logan. Kim Phoebe yet. and friend. Phoebe and her friend. Uh, wait a minute. This is not the first time Paul Rudd's been around a Phoebe. I'm putting that out there. Who is right one now. of his
1: friends? Is Jake aware? <laughs> what? What? What are we
0: talking
1: about? Paul Rudd was on a season of Friends. He dated Phoebe. He marries her. Oh, he marries yeah.
2: her.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Right okay. Is Jake invested in Friends now? I have never seen, a, never seen an episode of Friends Okay. Anyways. Um,
1: First of all, I want to say I love the fact that McKenna, excuse me, Phoebe, goes down because it's like the hatch from Lost. I love the idea of having a hidden compartment, a bunch of stuff that's underground. I love watching her explore and and see all that stuff for the first time. I'm excited to see that scene unfold. And yes, seeing the spores mold, molds and fungus in the proton pack, it's like...
0: Don't forget there was symmetrical book stacking in the house.
1: Yeah. It was. Little flourishes and Easter eggs like that of the things that we know and that we love. Not just a bust, but like the out, like stuff that, that's real and yeah. tangible. That's <laughs> it was really great.
0: cool. It was great. So, okay, let's talk about this. We, I'm trying to get my bearings and remember the trailer. I've watched 50,000 times this week. They, uh, okay, so Paul Rudd starts explaining to McKenna Grace and the Logan Kim about the Ghostbusters. He's like, New York was like the Walking Dead back in the 80s. He's like, you don't know about ghosts, which also it feels like one of those things like, their parents would be like, hey, teacher, don't talk to my kids about this stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, these are my kids. Uh, yeah, but I think that Callie, their mom, is probably busy working if she's dead <clears throat> broke. Also,
0: also, she
3: brought the trap. So, like, you're opening yourself up exactly. for it. Exactly.
0: You know? It's yeah. like when a kid brings a gun to school. He, Look what I found in my dad's
3: he, cabinet. He, <laughs> he, you can tell he's instantly excited. Like, he just... He, he not only is like, oh, cool replica. He's like, oh, let me put my hands on it. Yes. Like, you know, people don't usually do that. You can tell he's very excited to see it. And he's right. like, oh,
0: shit. So a little uh, green mist comes out of the trap. He drops it. You get that voiceover where he goes, who are you, mm-hmm. Jake? We know what we yeah. saw next. These
2: are your first steps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> Sorry. That was good. But we're all in um, that moment. We
0: see her pull back the flight suit and it says Spangler. Yeah. And it was kind of this weird thing where I actually saw that happen before she did it. Like at that point, you knew. Yeah. But when you saw that Spangler name tag, I <clears throat> literally like I lost my He was.
1: She mark. was fucked up. That's what happened. Yeah. But yeah. it's also
0: like a
3: super. It's also it also takes place during a, the very big, like emotional swell of music and the music that's playing. Right before that, and during then, it is like a a, a, a new orchestral version of some of the original, um, Bernstein. Is it Bernstein? Bernstein. Uh, yeah,
0: Elmer Bernstein music. Yeah. Yeah. Like
3: while he's talking to them you can like it's it's it It took mm-hmm. me maybe a couple watches because i was so invested in what was happening that i was like that is the original theme just being played in a different version so like hearing that swell seeing you know the spangler and then immediately after that is that's when the voiceover that's when the peter Vankerman voiceover starts right mm-hmm. there so it's just like it's like three or four things hitting you all at once. Right. And it's it's a little bit of an overload.
0: Yeah. And I think when the voiceover starts like that, so let's talk about that. The Peter Vateman voiceover is the scene where him and Ray are, are talking. He's talking about how we were destined to get kicked out of this dump.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Call it luck.
1: fake. Hey, call it luck. Call, call it, it karma. Hey,
0: call it karma. Uh, which when I was a kid, I thought he said carmel. My entire time. I want to call it, caramel. Like, 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 call like it caramel. Carmel. Call it caramel. Carmel's delicious. I was like, oh, he calls it Carmel. I call it caramel.
3: I remember <laughs> when I was a kid. I remember when I was really, and you know, I, I used to be like, why is he singing this? Like, I was hung up on the fact that he's like doing it in a song. And I was like, what song is this? Like, I, was, I didn't realize that a people did now. that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't know what's happening. As a kid, I was so confused.
0: <laughs> oh, and if you yeah. watch it with like subtitles, there's little music notes on the side, like yeah. He's
1: singing. Oh yeah. He's singing. Uh The Carmel song. He's doing the Carmel song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: okay, he obviously has. I like it. That
0: that voiceover ends with everything happens for a reason. And that's a very specific uh thing <laughs> for them to for, for them to
1: pick mm-hmm, out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what it it th- adds so much importance to the movie and ties it back to the originals in such a strong way. It's like a fantastic use of that original content without well, having to see first, any of the original four guys on screen. If
0: you think of the first movie, if you think about that line, everything happens for a reason, right? Uh, fate, luck, and karma. What are the odds that the biggest interdimensional crossrip of a lifetime is about to happen in New York City and there just so happens to be three parapsychologists who are actively investigating and financially and uh physically and uh you know they've got the smarts they've got the scientific
1: the act- tools and the, the talent tools. The, the tools and the talent that, I think you're looking for the tools and acumen talent acumen
0: is the word i was looking for oh. to take on that threat, boots, belts, boots belts and elbow
1: pads oh, you got to go up the attic
0: oh yeah, my son go up oh. there anyways <laughs> Oh, so listen, everything happens for a reason. What are the odds that this family would be left with this? Like, because here's the thing that no one's talked about yet.
1: They're broke and they have a free car now. <laughs> that's, that's, <what's> happening.
0: <laughs> that's That's what you're that's about. They can fit a lot of
3: groceries
0: in that dude, car. Dude, what if get a around
1: seat? town, get to work.
0: Please tell me Finn has to get a job like at Uber Eats and he's delivering <laughs> oh,
1: the my God. Yes. Go. That's a great idea.
0: Someone's like, these fries aren't even hot. And he's like, I'll fix it. And then,
1: <laughs> like he goes to this one place and the lady's like, there's only
3: and that's, oh, sorry. Abby ruined it. Cool. I gotta,
1: sorry. I, yeah. Okay. That
0: was, so that, Abby, was
1: that was brilliant. You're welcome. So listen, listen.
0: It. But what I'm saying is, yes, when somebody bequeaths you. Queath. What'd I say?
1: Queath. the college? Be
0: careful. Move Be past careful. this word. When somebody leaves you something in a will, that usually happens fairly soon within a couple months or a year after they pass away so I guess I kept thinking maybe Egon's been passed for 20 years or 25 years maybe, maybe he just passed away recently maybe he is trapped mm-hmm. on the other side and he's missing like I don't know I think we're going to learn a lot but like we don't even know if Callie is Egon's daughter. Like there was that talk the other day that there could have – she could have been married to Egon's
1: son and that's – maybe that's what – The dad I, that's out of the picture could be an integral part to well, all of What us, I is think what is
0: is I feel like if it's Egon's daughter, she would know and be more aware of the Ghostbusters – Right.
1: Unless she was raised by her mother and her father has know. always been out of the picture.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's different ways that could go. But what I'm <clears> saying is I don't know what I'm saying other than you don't. I yeah, still can't I believe. Who the, are the, you,
1: I'm Ray gonna, from Jakku? I, I hope
3: that this movie opens with um, Egon's funeral, but it's like the Watchmen. And okay. it's like they can put it to that same song and they can show scenes of ghost busting that maybe happened after part two Intercut with like his current.
2: come Can we talk about that? No,
0: we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, oh, no, Jake. That I mean, fine. I hope it does not. Open. Jake, I, I
1: can't me, handle No, me also. too. I don't want that.
3: that. I'm just that's just a dumb joke. Uh, no. I just wanted to sing that going? song.
1: It, it, I'm glad you did. I just it makes <laughs> me think of something that Craig doesn't want me to share. Because it's, of, so it's, a, it's embarrassing, we for almost you. made a pro. We, it's embarrassing. It was for me. You. I almost it is made it. Tell, shut. Hey, Abby, I want to
0: hear it. Tell your story. It. I'll take your pen.
1: Tell your story. I, Details. I need the pen to think. Uh, I wanted to film. No, they, no, <clears> go back. It was the spring of two thousand sixteen. We were encroaching upon the release of Ghostbusters: Answer the Call, which wasn't even titled that yet. It was getting a lot of flack. I wanted to make a video to support it, so I wanted to play that song which is called? The Times They Are Changing? Yes. Bob Dylan? Yes. Alright, and I wanted to like stand in my backyard and have cart- like uh, like words written on poster boards that <laughs> I, I would run by one I, I drop down about like,
0: hide under the table I'm right like
1: these are women <laughs> they are funny this can, can you movie, imagine so this if you
3: did that? Like, and, can you imagine? Hey, hey, now I'm of myself yeah. I get embarrassed that we still have that We Leslie Love You Jones Leslie video? Jones video up.
1: Dude, can you imagine us. if you actually
3: would have done that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't. It would have been taken down by now, Jake. It would have been off of our YouTube channel. Thank you for subscribing. Smash that like button.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally, that was, it's so cringy to yeah, think about. It's even cringier because I
1: was like, at the time. Craig was, I was like, like, you a beautiful genius. <laughs> God. That's a great idea. That's great. Oh, That's a hell of an God. idea. Get everyone crying. <sighs> okay. Wait.
3: Hold on. But what would the cards have said? Yeah.
1: I mean, I I literally probably have a journal somewhere in this house that has what I wanted to say. It was like, oh, it was like God. this is the Ghostbusters you were familiar with. This is, th- I I don't know something about. It was probably like very personal about me and. I'm really glad I didn't do it. No wonder you were so
0: upset when that movie. No came wonder
1: out. I had to go to therapy because of that movie. <sighs>
0: okay, so we see the reveal. It's insinuated that she's part of the Spangler family. Mm-hmm. Then we see some action shots. There's one shot that nobody has talked about yet. I want to break this down. There's this one cut of McKenna Grace, and she looks like she's sitting over this like fire ghost portal. So it's very scary. It yeah. looks like
3: a, it looks like the opening of a volcano, like a ghost volcano. I, I wonder if maybe that's the mine. Like maybe. Yeah. If, maybe if the the ghosts are kind of bubbling up out of the mine or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. You can see like shapes and stuff and, like you can't tell what they are, but it's it literally looks like, literally looks like she's out. staring
0: into the face of hell. And it's amazing. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's down there. And he's like, "Well, it's not actually hell. It's kind of a mirrored image of New York City. It's called hell. It's
1: like it's it's glowing. I think more like less flames and more like sort of weird, like
0: a eternal, amber glow. Yeah. Uh, we see shots of uh, this kind of entity or ghost going past a school bus, windows breaking. There's the shot of Judd Crandall uh, inside of the hardware store. That's Carrie Coon's <laughs> husband. Yeah, I found that out. That guy's related to Carrie Coon." Oh, really? Nepotism. Yeah,
1: I know what both of your. Yes, that's good. Okay. Continue.
0: Jeez. <laughs> OK. He's like, I want to be in the movie. I'll be the locksmith. Yeah. OK. Key master. Lots yeah. of keys. Mm-hmm. Little. Uh, okay mm-hmm. Uh He's got keys. Everything's shaking. Then you get that cut where it cuts to Paul Rudd on the ground. You see a ghost trap on his car. They're kind of implying, and Jake, we talked about this the other day, that he probably releases that ghost in the in the classroom, right? Yeah, because that shot of him
3: <clears throat> that there's a shot of him like kind of falling onto the or he's like he's on the ground and he kind of looks over his you know. Okay. If you pause that, the ghost trap is sitting on the car. So I, I think I think he probably opens the trap up and lets out whatever that ghost is, which is the one that they're chasing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: chasing. And also probably probably for the first time, probably. This is cool. He's wearing shorts, which means he's kind of a laid back teacher. It's kind of cool.
1: It means that Jake <laughs> relates to him. Jake. Jake, like shorts. Jake yeah. you should do a Paul Rudd cosplay. If we ever talk to Paul Rudd, will you talk to him about the we're shorts he wears sh- in Ghostbusters? Hey man, I
0: hear you like
3: shorts and he'll be like, what?
1: <laughs> you know, car? <laughs> You're shorts guy, right? right? Hey, we're here
0: live with Paul Rudd, Mr. Gruberson from Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tell me about these shorts. You know? <laughs> you don't care if it gets cold, do you? Uh. There's a cut of him in the car. You see the terror dog. Well, we can assume is a terror dog foot slamming down on the hood. Yeah. Uh, do we think is it going to repeat the key master, uh, it, key master, well, it, gatekeeper? I could think <laughs> key master and locksmith routine.
3: <laughs> I mean, if 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 Zul, if if, you know, Gozer's coming back, then I think it has to, because isn't that part of the like, that's part of the ritual or yeah, the. Yeah. Like the rules, like that. I think that Abby, has to happen. Give
0: us the demonstration again. Okay. <laughs> okay. You gotta do that. That's how that works. You know, you gotta. John, your caveman said something funny. We, you know, one thing that's funny to talk about all the innuendo and in Ghostbusters that you didn't get when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Jake didn't get the singing. Jake understood the sex jokes. He didn't understand the song. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> John, your caveman was talking about when Dana says, "I want you inside me." He was like, "I thought she was going to eat him." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Um so <laughs> it's funny, right? Do uh, we think so if they go that route, the obvious is Carrie Coon and Paul Rudd are the new uh, Yeah, that
1: right? would make sense if she's single. <laughs> I, 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 say
2: that. I don't think
0: it matters if she's single or not. <laughs> I love that. That's
1: part of it. Like that. Zool or
0: not Zool, goes Gozer and Evo Shandor do little job interviews. And they're like, <laughs> now
1: we're interested in have what's bringing? your romantic involvement.
0: We want to bring currently. you on as a gatekeeper, possibly. <laughs> we like your resume. Uh, now we do have a question: Are you single? Mm-hmm. Would it be okay to meet up with a keymaster and
1: well, you? Know. What do you look for in a keymaster?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Normally, keymasters are accountants or uh, mm-hmm. German men with Doberman Pinschers. Yeah, uh, hmm. John Candy. Okay. Yeah. So let's get towards the end here because it, it, this is where we start seeing uh, the scenes with the Ecto. They really, really are. Come using- on, darling. I love that.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Do we think there's a possibility? Now, Jake says that Ray Stance is living in the back of the Ecto. I think Ray Stance is dead and has taken the form of the Ecto. I think he <laughs> is the Ecto one. Oh!
3: I like ah. that. I've always, I always thought it was really cool. The deleted scene from the original Ghostbusters where the car is like kind of alive and it's throwing the ticket off yeah. the car. Yeah. And I'm like, that'd be cool if they kind of, uh, use that idea. I mean, it would be super silly, but I don't yeah. know why. I just think that's very fun.
0: The car is a character. If you look at the poster. Just if you look at the, yeah. uh, if you look at everything, they're they're really using the Ecto One as like our first real bridge from the old to the new. An
1: anchor.
3: Well, yes. something we something we mentioned on the live show that I think is worth repeating is I think that's a very smart thing to do because I think that allows you to not have to give away um the the guys immediately. Like you you know, before the trailer came out and before the poster came out, we were thinking like I think I said on an episode, there's no way they're not going to put the guys in the trailer because they're going to want to like, you know, force it home to people who don't know that this is a sequel and not a remake or not following 2016. And I think a very smart way to do that without showing the guys is, Showing the old footage, which they did, but mm-hmm. also showing the car as much as possible and being like, hey, they found the old Ecto-1. Here's them driving it like that's a very good, yeah. smart thing to do because everybody knows what it's like. You know, we know what the car is. You can reveal the car. You can we reveal know the, the
2: car.
0: C- the scene. Like. Like. The first images we saw of the Ecto in the field and like Jake, I know you were in love with that. That scene of the Ecto one tearing through the through the uh, the wheat field or whatever is is so cool. It's so yeah. different than anything we've
1: ever seen. It's just it, it literally is symbolic of Ghostbusters moving into something new and something different that you've never seen before, and, and it's, it's hundred yeah, percent what, what it, it is. is. God, in a place it's never been. Jason Reitman, where have you been?
3: Making you've never seen the ghost miss this house and miss this house and come it comes after you. you. I like it.
1: Is that what you think happened, Jake?
0: <laughs> um, so listen, <laughs> cuts to this scene. Let's talk about this gutter seat. We knew about it. Seeing it in action, it's really funny. These kids are you could tell already these kids have comedic timing, like that is a well, well, the people, gutter people. When people like look at Finn Wolfhard's face, he's leaning out. She's holding. Okay, think about this. It's 2019. We see a Ghostbusters trailer. There's a gunner seat on the Ecto One. By the way, everybody who says just like the Kenner toy is misremembering what the Kenner toy is because there's a chair on top of the goddamn toy. It's on top, but. If we're getting a new Ecto-1 from Habib, But it's similar. With a Gunner Sea, I'll be very happy. It is similar. Uh, <laughs> it kind of harkens back to the... Uh, I Abby, mean, grab that that tray right there. I want to show something. Oh, yeah. I Ooh. love that.
3: That's that's one of my favorite pieces of uh, artwork yeah. that you're about to show. So, and okay. I think a lot of people... I don't want
0: that. I just wanted to show. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of this. Just okay. kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I need that.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> yes.
0: Cool. Show, show the back of it. That's the wrong side of it. There yeah. we go. So if you look at this original promotional art that was used a lot, um, the scene that they show with the Ecto tearing around the corner and them shooting the uh, the proton stream from the gutter seat, it kind of it's not that dissimilar from that, you know?
3: Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I think that's a really cool thing. And it's just yeah. like something we talk about, like um, a lot of people, especially everybody in the Ghostbusters community, a lot of people are really excited about upgrades to the equipment without having completely new equipment because that makes sense. And I think um, the car is one of those things like, you know, in Ghostbusters 2, it's a it's, it's a very different and upgraded. So it makes sense that there would be – some changes without it being like you know it it, it, it makes sense
0: what are you guys doing so playing with toys Abby, Abby
1: still <laughs> playing with toys uh
0: keep going Jake you're distracting him. I'm sorry yeah stop it I like um, it
1: I like that I I wanted to say which of the three of us uh, who's gonna be in the gunner seat I think it's me
0: like because we, it's a girl yeah. sure no that's just because fine. I
1: feel like I'd be the first one to get in it
0: well you'd be the one probably who would. Yeah. blasting It'd the, the uh, first one to break something the side of the building with the, the, the embedded uh <laughs> to almost kill somebody <laughs> <laughs>
2: definitely.
0: hey we don't what if we don't you realize that's
2: yeah.
3: you watch that scene, there's two people walking like directly under yeah. what they shoot who like you can see them walking so they don't know what's happening at first yeah. they almost murder those people
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> i so, love it that's so good um yeah i mean i think it's a really cool addition to the equipment and i think we're going to see new equipment updated and upgraded things and but what i love about this is it's new but it doesn't feel like shiny it doesn't feel like oh look at this brand new 2019 proton pack slash mp3 player
1: it's an unearthing of the old stuff and like bringing it back out and like seeing what it's like now and I love it. I love the gunner seat, too. It's a very cool concept to be able to shoot from that. Yeah. I think it's dope.
0: So you got Phoebe on the uh, the gunner seat. Jake's taking selfies over here. I'm taking a picture for the, for the Instagram. Oh, okay. oh
1: do, wait. We should do that all, all at the same time. No, we're going to
0: keep... Hey, it's still an audio
1: podcast, too. I get to do whatever I want at <laughs> okay. this point. I worked hard. We got right. an hour and 16 minutes in. Okay.
0: So still going here. Mm-hmm they're shooting the side of the building. We see the reveal Ghostbusters afterlife The the Ecto one comes to a screeching halt. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, that was the end of our trailer. We're going to talk about the international trailer too, which had an additional scene, but man, I really thought that it was an incredible debut for this movie that we've been looking forward to. I really, I don't think I could have asked for anything else. And like, I don't know. Like, I I just, I don't, I was so happy. I was so unbelievably taken aback and happy with what we got. And, uh, to see the reaction, to know that people are having a positive experience watching it. It's just cool. It's just really cool.
2: Yeah.
3: It's really
0: cool.
2: I
3: I agree with you. And it feels like it almost, it's weird because the, the conversations that we've had about what we, um, are looking like what we would hope out of a, out of a first trailer, it almost feels like it's exactly what we asked for. It's like, it's a good introduction to everything. Uh, there's like pieces of Ghostbusters in there. There's, it's not giving away too much. It didn't show us the original guy. Like it didn't go overboard with
2: details any of on the, any of
3: the aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it feels like, you know, and I, am sure part of it was crafted like that on purpose because I, you know, I know, They want to be they like we want to be real about it. When 2016 came out, you know, the trailer had, you know, it was famous. It was famous for the biggest negative reaction like ever. And, you know, they were like, we we need to make sure that doesn't happen, even no matter what. It probably wouldn't have. But, you know, somebody is looking at it like, okay, we need to how do we purposefully make this just the best trailer we can make it. And it Mm -hmm. it feels like they put a lot of work into it and it feels like something that I was watching a couple other um, people do reviews of the trailer and, 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 and they, and it was coming from people who, you know, might like Ghostbusters, but aren't immersed in it like we are. And something that they said that I was just really happy to hear, I, I saw this kind of across the board was a lot of people brought up like the fact that, Doing something completely different seems like the best way to go, but it also seems like there's a lot of respect here. Like, it's not it's not nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. It's in there purposely with, you know, an explicit reason to be there, and it feels it- like whoever is making this movie is really doing it from a, you know, a heartfelt place, which... Is true. You yes,
1: because it's literally like a microcosm, macrocosm, like it is in a small way. Jason Reitman is exploring his past, his relationship with his dad, his relationship with Ghostbusters. He was latent to do this. He didn't want to direct the movie. But the fact is, he's gone in and explored that life, and I think he's probably come to some sort of closure and is in a really good place and came up with a really good story idea. And I feel like it is grounded and tethered to importance and real relationships with real people. And I think there was lightning in a bottle, and I think it was magic when they made Ghostbusters and when they wrote it. And I think that... This movie has some threads and continuation and and connection to those parts and those people. And I think that it's going to be moving and emotional and also very funny. I'm not worried about it not being funny. I'm really happy that this trailer wasn't a bunch of jokes and um, that it felt the tone was serious and that it was beautiful and moving and exciting.
0: I've got a couple bullet points that I want to kind of prompt you guys with. But real quick, let's talk about the additional scene that was on the international trailer. Um, No word on why this scene was left out of the American trailer. The only thing I can come up with is it is kind of funny. And for whatever reason, they they really just wanted to go with a uh, fairly straightforward, more uh, heartstrings, emotional, dramatic trailer for the American audience. So the international trailer, it's all the exact same. And then uh, it cuts to McKenna Grace and Logan Kim. Uh, Logan Kim is wearing ecto goggles and uh, McKenna Grace has on a proton pack. If your first reaction is there's no way that girl could wear a proton pack, then you are being dismissed. And who cares? Because, hey, I guarantee this. Anybody who I've seen who said that that comment has never worn a proton pack. Because guess what? They weigh like 25 pounds.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, also, like, also, it's a movie about ghosts and shit. Like, just shut up and, <laughs> you know, spend your disbelief yeah. for
0: fucking five seconds. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Don't be so serious. Don't yeah. So serious. Just relax. But
0: anyway, so. Uh, it's all just pretend. It's all fake. Yeah. Uh, Finn Wolfhard's not really in Stranger Things. Mm-mm. Hey, Stranger <laughs> Things, kid. What are you doing? Chasing ghosts on your bicycle? <laughs> Whatever.
1: I hope. I like the, the <laughs> takeaway from this episode is that people are going to bully kids on bikes. Yeah, we're going to bully t-
0: everybody. <laughs> so
1: listen. Some stranger things. Um,
0: so she's shooting. I, I don't know what she's shooting at, but she's shooting a proton stream. Mm-hmm. And then she stops and she's kind of like has this huge smile on her face. And uh, Logan Kim says, he's like, oh, my gosh. And he presses a button. And this little Polaroid comes out of the side of the ecto-goggles and He starts doing the old. By the way. You're not, you're not supposed
1: to. to. I will say this. My dad worked for Polaroid in the 80s for like a long time. And I knew all about how you're, how you're not supposed to shake them. I Did you have the ectogoggle Polaroid? No, but I had like some really cool pink Polaroid sunglasses with a matching bag with a matching instant camera. That's pretty tight. It's basically the same thing. I wish I still had it. You're basically Logan Kim. Mm, um,
0: yeah, basically. And uh, it's kind of funny and it's quick, but it it's just it's more it's seeing a proton pack in action. And like what I, I, I thought it was great. Like it doesn't bum me out that it wasn't on the American trailer. I mean, we're going to see it in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I definitely wanted to mention that. If you haven't seen that, go sh- seek out the uh, international trailer. It's out there. Uh, did you guys enjoy that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I did. That was very cool. Um, I think that those are, that's the coolest tech that you see on the entire trailers. Those, the Polaroid extra goggles. And um, again, and it's kind of funny, just, just like the theme. gutter
0: seat. It's new. But it's polar It's like a Polaroid instant picture. It's not new and like, old. Uh, but also Logan Kim's holding like uh, he's got a wire connected to like a, a shotgun microphone, which when I first saw it, I thought was like new ghostbusting equipment. I was like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's a microphone. <laughs> it's just a microphone. It's just a boom mic. What is that? <laughs> oh, man. They I, must I, like the Best have, uh, buy. There must be a uh, Circuit City in Somerville. Um, I like that
3: scene and I think it's cool to see that stuff, but I'm kind of glad it wasn't in um, the American trailer because it, it's kind of tacked on as like a button. And to me, the, um, the whole thing with the Ecto and the car like skidding to a halt and just hitting pitch black feels like it. that happens. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And right. it feels like a good place to end it. And adding more just seems uh, to kind of, Um, Fuck up the pacing a little bit Like so I'm glad that we have That to watch but I'm glad it's separate From the trailer that we have I bet That's why it's not in there it just doesn't Really uh, it just doesn't Really flow well
0: right Mm -hmm. And different audiences internationally uh, React to different uh, different types of things. Yeah, so I'm the sure- title's
1: different too. It's yeah, Ghostbusters title. Legacy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Couple bullet points that I want to run down. And listen, we're gonna be talking about this trailer nonstop for like the rest of our lives. So, uh, we'll we'll, we'll think of more uh, ways to analyze it, and and we you know you're gonna be sick of it.
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways, this is like the best time. <laughs> I mean, I know when we actually see the movie, it's going to be amazing, but the buildup can be really the fun. Up, yeah. it's the a good fun time. The fun is the, in the anticipation. Fun, yeah. And you know what?
3: Something like we didn't mention earlier. We were talking about when there might be a second trailer. The other thing
0: is that. Oh, um, it'll toy- probably be at Ghostbusters Fan Fest 2020. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, to- toy Fair is in well, February. we are all going to
1: text. Yes. Yeah, it is.
3: Toy fair is in February, and, and, you know, I I don't think that we'll see everything by then. I think it's still probably too early, but I think we're going to maybe see some of the toy line yep. or we'll get some sort of taste of something yeah. at toy fair. So it's like, we got a couple months. We'll get that. It will kind of, it'd be something to kind of hold us over and it will be another batch of stuff for us maybe to speculate
0: about a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because we're going to start seeing some of the new figures, some of the new, whatever, if they do play sets, if they do equipment. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, Ooh, I can't, I cannot tell you how exciting Mm-mm. I yeah. can I won't. You know I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we we, we just this. spent an hour telling look them it, I know. Look
1: where I am. Yeah, you guys like toys? Oh, stuff we got. guys. <laughs> we like it. This is this is a piece of cardboard.
3: What are you showing them? I can't see it. It's Winston.
0: Spectral Winston. Okay. Oh, it's
3: Winston. Cool.
0: <laughs> drop you. Um,
3: Just you just you just, just got eights. to a point where no, can't.
0: you just got into a point where in your
3: audio podcast you're showing p- things to a. These, to a, a these are choices. Why are you doing that? All
0: no, I can reach. Abby's can't holding can't an Abby know. Yates figure. Here, hold Slimer.
3: Okay, <laughs> is it the one with the crazy eyes? Yeah. Uh, the one uh, with the? It's the one with like the Pennywise eyes.
2: Okay. All right. Oh, it's okay. Shh, shh, shh.
0: Let's talk about this. First off, the ghost that escapes the uh, ghost trap—is it Slimer? And do you care if it's Slimer?
3: I'm. Um, I don't care if it is. I think it is possible. So at first I thought like, hey, you know, it could be the scenes with it are so quick. If you pause it, it looks like it's smiling. It looks like it it could be possible that they're putting some sort of filter on it to so they can hide that it's Slimer and that one in the movie. But that also seems like a lot of work. Right. So I think it probably just isn't Slimer. I don't think the I don't think the effects are done yet because there are a couple shots where it it really just looks like a blob with no dis you know right mm-hmm. it almost has looks like a
1: scolary brother it looks like a grub like it, that. But also, when you see
3: it yeah but when you see it in the rafters it, it looks like it's sprouting multiple arms and legs yeah at different spots it also so i has think, a think it's blue, probably just a
0: it yeah, also has like a v- blue tint and also i don't I wouldn't think that the first big ghost that they reveal in this movie would be Slimer, right? I feel like they're probably going to want to do something new. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably just a new one.
1: Okay. New, but probably with very intentional, like reminiscent colors and shapes to the, to Slimer and to the other ghosts that we've seen in Ghostbusters one and two.
0: There was an interview printed today with Annie Potts. Uh, she was doing some press for the digital release of Toy Story four. I think this was done before the trailer came out. Uh, but she had mentioned uh, – they asked her about the new Ghostbusters movie and she said basically people are going to absolutely love it. Uh, we just finished working on it and that the, it's an amazing take and that she, she can't wait for people to see it. So my question to you when it comes to Annie Potts – here's our fuck budget. Uh, when it comes to Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver and their characters, uh, Janine and Dana Barrett respectively, uh, how do we think they're going to fit into this story? Assuming that they're there, which we know they are even though it hasn't been announced, but we know they are.
1: We're giving fucks? Or are we giving how many fucks we think they gave?
0: No, no fucks. I'm just I
1: think there was you. some fucking going on is what I'm going to say. Okay?
0: Janine gave a
3: couple fucks.
1: Yeah, I think she did, like two of them specifically. Um... Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know what Dana's involvement is going to be. I'd love to see her come back in some capacity. Obviously, uh, I love Sigourney Weaver, but uh, Annie Potts, I love those statements. I love that she said that it was going to be something that the audience is going to relate to and, and grab onto and love. Um, but yeah, I think she's an integral part. I think that. But why? Like what? Because her and Egon, I think, had a very deep connection in the first movie. And I think that she wanted to have a baby. And I think that her and Lewis Tully wouldn't have survived because I don't think he could have handled her. So I think that her and Egon might have gone off in some way. I think that I think that Egon couldn't have kept up a normal relationship. And I think that he would have probably faltered as a father and as a grandfather. And I think that's a believable story. So that's why I think she's going to be. But but
3: what you're saying is we think Janine is these kids. Grandma grandmother yeah. yeah i i think so too because i think that's the only i think that's the only reason it would make sense to have janine in this story mm-hmm. like it doesn't make but sense to bring your receptionist back
0: i don't know because well, like, someone has to answer the phone to me if that's if it's their grandmother like so is the thought that okay let's say if janine's their grandmother do they not know her either Because there's no way it wouldn't make any sense where they're like, oh, we're really close with our grandmother, Janine. We never knew our grandfather. Nobody ever talks about the time that our family saved the entire world. Like, I feel it doesn't.
3: I mean, we don't know. I mean, maybe they're not close. Like, maybe she stayed in New York. You know, maybe they had a kid together and then Egon. like for all we know, Egon left for this farmhouse 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Like, so, I mean, who knows? Like that's all stuff we'll find out. And I mean, maybe it's not true, but to me,
0: it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I I see, I, I do not think that it's Janine and Egon's uh, family. I think it's Egon's family. I think Janine, they'll figure out a way to, to bring her back into the fold somehow. Right. uh, Mm. I don't know what that is, but like I don't I don't because to really I I try not to get too into like the timelines of what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But even if Carrie Coon's character is 35 years old, mm-hmm. that would mean that she was born five years before. That means she was born when I was born, 1984. So like the timeline doesn't match up for her. Right. Mm. But the other way they could do it. Let me talk this out is if Janine and Egon had a son and that son married Carrie, Carrie Coon. Coon that that would make more sense but I don't know I I, I we're going to know soon enough so we know she's going to be involved in some mm-hmm. but I think you're right Abby like her connection to Egon uh in general is uh that, that that's enough like if maybe they stayed lifelong friends and now that the ghostbusters are back janine shows up maybe they maybe halfway through the movie they just relaunched the business and they did she's like well yeah, I'm, I'm maybe good at yeah this.
1: no i see her in like a caretaking maternal strong role that's, that's in some way yeah bringing people and back yeah maybe
0: maybe she's part of the like maybe carrie coon's character has such angry feelings towards her dad and she has a sit-down conversation and, and and Annie Potts explains her how good of a person he actually was. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm mentally or emotionally prepared to handle that conversation. <laughs> uh, but, okay, what about Sigourney Weaver? Uh, do we think her and Veikman settled down together? Are they married in this universe?
2: I, I guess think- it's
3: possible. I guess it's possible, but I feel like um, just just the fact that she seem especially when you watch ghostbusters two, she's she's been through so much with these guys and 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 has such a personal bond with all four of them at this point yeah i mean it makes sense for her to be there in some capacity and i don't know what that is and like peter doesn't seem like the kind of person who would ever be able to settle down with anybody but
0: you know what's a bummer you know the new uh the new bill and ted uh uh ted's brother uh deacon is being played by beck bennett i really wish i think that's great and i think that's funny but wouldn't it be even funnier if beck bennett was playing oscar like kind of an asshole like oh god Uh i don't want to go up there god that farmhouse is stupid Uh God, (laughs) no i hate ghosts i hate ghost busting Uh Uh, will oscar we have to ask it will oscar be in this movie will he be mentioned at least
1: I think if I I think we're
3: yeah, like why not? Like maybe he's there somehow. I mean, if he's not, I don't think it's a big deal because he's gonna be, you know, he'll be grown up at this point Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, he might not
0: matter to the story. I don't know. He'll be about thirty years old. Um, Okay, here's another one. Will and let's let's end it on this, and then we'll, we'll we'll continue next week. Will this movie see? Winston Zedmore, Ray Stance, Peter Venkman putting on flight suits for one last adventure. Yes. 100%.
1: 100%. We haven't seen it. It's what everyone wants to see. And I think we're going to see it.
0: Yeah. Do we think there will be new Ghostbusters per se besides these kids? Like, do you think Paul Rudd or Carrie Coon or other characters we haven't met yet might be throwing on flight suits as well?
3: I, I think maybe Carrie Coon and and Paul Rudd are probably um, an option, but I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be other people we don't know yet who just happen to show up and be Ghostbusters.
0: If they put on flight suits, are they wearing the old ones or is is uh, does AJ Quick have a little setup in Egon's <laughs> basement making patches?
1: I thought Patty was going to show up with a. They're
0: no. they're wearing old ones for sure. They're wearing yeah. whatever they find. Like any equipment is just coming from that basement. Holy I think. Mm-hmm. shit! Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Hmm. They're all going to be wearing Spangler uniforms, the whole family, the whole Spangler family. Because yeah. he's going to have like six of them. Yeah. You know, he's going to have a gray one. He, dude, one of them's going to have the GB. Logan Kim's going to be wearing a really huge GB two gray Spangler.
1: <laughs> One's going to have a Santa hat with it. I hope somebody's.
3: I hope somebody's wearing a slime blower.
1: Yeah, Ooh, dude. Gosh. Who knows? You know that
0: they sat down and they had this conversation and they were like, what can we do that'll make people freak out? And they listed what every fuck people up. Yeah. What's going <laughs> to fuck? And like for us, it's anything.
3: No. <laughs> oh, God, it's Ray Slime Scooper from
2: the subway. <laughs>
3: Look, it's Vankman's <laughs>
1: construction hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the chair from Dana's apartment.
0: Well, people do think they see Dana's chair. Yeah. I went back and looked and it's not.
1: I mean, it's a chair. It's just a chair. It's just a chair. You don't see the anything it's else from it. It's chair. Yeah. It's a nice chair. I pulled chair. a picture
3: up of Dana's chair and I went back and looked and I was like, oh, it's not. Yeah. And
0: I guess we can safely assume that those are not actually Egon's glasses that McKenna Grace is wearing. They're just similar.
1: Yeah. They're just
0: similar. Those yeah. are little kid glasses. It's a child. It's a yeah. child. A child. A child. I'm assuming Yanosh will not be in this movie. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I think Rick Moranis is going to be in this movie. You think so? I do. I really do. Okay. I really do. I and like I, that. I, like I that so. And and I, yeah, I'd, yeah, I would and enjoy
1: I it if he was. Even
0: more than Bill Murray, that's the one that you hear people bring up. And even if it's small, even if it's a cutaway, even if it's... You know, a couple of years ago, Rick Moranis said that he thought that uh Lewis Telle would have ended up in jail like on accident, but for with like a Bernie Madoff type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just living in prison. Uh, uh a- the prisoners a- AJ had a really AJ Quick had a
3: really good way they could bring him in. Go for and it. And he, he said list. that um he should be the executor of, of Egon's estate.
2: Yeah. That
3: would be great. Like his lawyer like that would be uh, uh you know a That would make sense.
0: Yeah, it would. What if that's the opening scene? Is that they're at this, it's like the scene from basketball. (laughs) If everybody could leave the room, we got some personal things
3: I gotta say to Coop. Hey well, I, I want to see like Lewis Tully and he's in a suit and it's like kind of sad you know because they're he's like reading the will or whatever but he also still it's also a lot like the courtroom scene he has no idea what he's doing and he's just like I guess he, yeah. I guess he gave this to you I don't know yeah.
0: oh well it seems like you were left a house in the middle of Oklahoma. And that seems like a pretty good deal to me, but you're gonna want to worry about those property taxes because they've been going up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I got I got further with that I even thought I was going to. So, yeah, uh, good job. I you said property taxes. I don't know much about property taxes. I got my property tax to uh, night school.
3: <laughs> I'll leave. Oh, but that's yeah. fine because Egon died at night. <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: I'm sorry. Ouch, (laughs) ouch. I'm sorry. Ouch. I'll be right here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, it's incredible. Uh, Okay, to recap. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife is the official title of Ghostbusters 3, which is a continuation of the movies that we saw in 1984 1989. They're not retconning Ghostbusters 2 for the love of God. Can we please just clarify that? Yeah. Like, they don't need to come out. Like, you don't need to see Oscar in his- That's
1: not the hot topic, okay? Like, m- that's not the thing about this movie is like, that they're trying to erase Ghostbusters 2. There's
0: gonna, like, there's gonna be a line in the trailer that's like, my apartment was cleaner than that time Dana cleaned my apartment in Ghostbusters 2, even though I asked her not to. <laughs> and I found out I had a hamper. Like
1: <laughs> Let's go to the sizzler like can we did I that also, one time. Hey, Can I,
0: Can I also <laughs>
3: say, like, people who are- People who are, like, upset because their own, like, fan fiction ideas aren't – Like, I see a lot of people – you know, a lot of people are coming up with that – a lot of people think they're not – canonizing GB2 because of the car is the Ecto-1 and not the 1A. And then you you got some people who are like, well maybe it's two cars. Yeah. But then you got you got all these people who are like, no, I think it's one car and they turn and I'm like, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what you think because you didn't write or direct Ghostbusters. You and if it podcast. comes out that it is two cars, then it's fucking two cars. It doesn't matter like the, the the little, like, head cannons that you have, like, they might be fun and they're great, but you can't get
0: mad at the movie for disproving your own head cannon. I do think it was two cars, and I think, well, in real life it was two cars, and all you would have to do is have a fucking, uh, a second, uh, a, like, a door in the barn with the Ghostbusters 2 logo on it, like, from the other yeah. car. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, they're not, they don't have to. Hey, like in the, like in the video game? Yeah
1: exactly. yeah, exactly. I was going to say you told me that they have like the parts to the yeah, just like sitting there.
0: And it's and also Jurassic World did not specifically acknowledge the events of Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, but they still happened. Like the point of this movie is not to go out of the way to canonize or decanonize anything like Mm-mm. we can
1: have. It's it. to tell a story, a new, refreshing story yeah. that extends the old one that we
0: love. If there's going to be references to Ghostbusters 2 because there's going to be references to. We just saw a Ghostbusters trailer that has a whole shot of sp- fucking spores, mold and fungus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What if there's a jar that says uh, Egon's mucus?
1: There's going to be a toaster <laughs> down there. <laughs> there will be a toaster in this movie. I hope so. God, keep
0: it canon. If there's not a line of dialogue that says, this is worse than that time when that judge put the Scoleri brothers on trial, and then they got the chair and died, and then the ghost got to save the whole courtroom.
1: <laughs> <gasps> like, I hope it, it explains clear. Winston wasn't in there. I hope it <laughs> explains everything. <laughs> if they have to explain one thing in this movie, where
0: the fuck Winston was.
1: Because he
0: was in that courtroom.
1: Hey, I, I,
3: I thought it would be really funny if, like, um... Uh, Ernie Hudson grows his mustache back and has the you know, in part one, he has a mustache and in part yeah. two, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think it's very funny if maybe uh, he has his mustache, films all the scenes with the mustache and then they say, hey, you know what? Um, we're going to keep with the GB two canon. We need to CG out his mustache. And it's a whole <laughs> Superman, uh, you know, hey, uh, situation. And then,
1: Henry, and then they hire Henry Cavill. Release the mustache.
3: Do
0: you bleed?
1: You You will. will.
0: Martha. I didn't know her name was Martha. Uh, That's my (laughs) mom's name, too. (laughs) Uh, I'm nothing but excited. I I can't believe this is happening. Uh, Real quick, major, major shout-out. Congratulations to Ghost Core. They are the production company ran by Ivan Reitman. Dan Aykroyd and a whole host of other, a whole team. Eric Reich is doing the Lord's work. He's running the show over there, Mm -hmm. putting up with the fans Mm -hmm. and they do an incredible job. And really we feel, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know we all feel extremely lucky and fortunate and grateful that Ghost Court exists and that they're actively working on moving this franchise into the next uh, generation. And major shout out and props to Jason Reitman, who, uh, by all accounts, uh, him and Gil Keenan have put together an incredible script uh, and uh, have put together an incredible film. And I Mm -hmm. I absolutely can't wait to see it. And I know everybody feels that way. Yeah, props Uh, to the whole
1: cast and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts before we uh, head out? I
3: don't know. I just, I don't think I'm ready. I'm definitely not ready. Yeah. I've been crying. I'm going to try. So I I think in in the coming months... I'm gonna try to be calm and not, you know, let my like paranoia overtake me for this movie. And I'm gonna try to like slow roll, enjoy everything as it comes out, no matter what it is. And I think to keep busy, the three of us are gonna finish our Twister musical
1: oh, that we've yeah, been talking about. Hundred percent. Don't you have to start something to finish? It? Hey, we started I, it. Hey, I started it. I got multiple tracks. I can play it on you air. Got, yeah. Now. why don't why aren't we doing it? Well, it's the only way to pass the time. How many months? Six months.
0: The, the, here's the thing, though: the opening of the Twister musical has to have a song, like the first song from Rent, that really sets the stage for Twister. Oh, like
1: it's got
3: mo- it's got all the different characters
0: coming in.
3: Yeah,
1: isn't like a medley of like all the you have to write all the other songs first. Yeah, but the, no, no, the first song, no, the song, oh, okay. how
0: we gonna pay. Oh, OK. But it's going to be like, how we gonna catch yeah. all these twisters? Dorothy's gonna fly. <laughs> yes. I, Dude, like well, I really hope Dorothy's in this Ghostbusters movie. Same here. Yeah. On That's the, the, back, right. of the, On the back, back of the here. act. On the back of the act, I'll give you one day. <laughs>
1: I'm Um, not back. I always thought it was a metaphor.
0: All right. Ghostbusters Afterlife, July 10th, 2020. I'm very excited. I'm also very excited for the toys. We're going to do a lot of speculation of what we're going to be getting. But like I said, if I can get an Ecto-1 with a gunner seat that comes with an exclusive, maybe like a Logan Kim figure and and a McKenna Grace. uh, I'm so
1: excited. We get to learn all these new characters. This is so fucking cool. Yep. I'm pumped. All right. Dude, we're gonna get that underground firehouse playset. I hope. Oh,
0: that'd be cool. Ooh, that that would be cool. Hey, listen, we're gonna sign off. Before we do that, I wanna let everybody know once again about Yes Have Some on social media. You can find us at YHS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, yHSPodcast.com. And of course, the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast is Yes Have Some Group Therapy, Abby Group
1: Therapy. It's so easy. Log into Facebook, search for Yes Have Some Group Therapy. It will pop up. We have so many members, almost 700 at this point. You can be one of them. Just ask to join. Click the uh, ask to join button, and neither myself, Craig, or Jake will accept you. And then you can post away about your stress, about Ghostbusters, and toys, and Stephen King, and whatever you're into that we're also into. We will uh, sympathize and give you likes and comments, and it'll be really fun. So join up.
0: Absolutely. And feel free to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Jake, Abigail, this has been fun. Yep. This is officially, I think we're closing in between our Friday night. Last Friday, we did a podcast uh, on the Vanity Fair article that we had the live show and then we have this. We're we're at about five hours of afterlife coverage for yeah. a movie that had nothing available to cover uh, a week ago. So. Yeah. Plenty uh, plenty to talk about and take in. It's been less than a year since that teaser trailer first dropped. We're less than a year away. I think we're like seven months away from the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want you to join Yes Have Some as uh, we go on this journey towards, uh, I don't know, the this, like, no matter what. Afterlife. This is the biggest uh, release, uh, a film release of our lifetime. It really is. Like, mm-hmm. this is my most anticipated film. And I don't see how I'm thirty five. I'm 35 going on 36. I like when kids say that. Like, we, yeah, I know what the next one is. I'm 35 and a half. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing in my life that is ever going to come along from a franchise standpoint that means as much to me as Ghostbusters does. I know that for a fact. And there will never be another Ghostbusters movie that I will look forward to more than the proper follow-up to Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2. So mm-hmm. this is it. The next seven months of our life is a build-up to... It's, it's, we never thought we were going to get this.
1: Nope. There's certain things... It shouldn't have happened. Call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. And, but th- th- there is a precedence
0: of it, like I, I, I'm going to get weird for a second. The Chicago Cubs did win the World Series. Yeah. And okay. Guns N' Roses did get back together. mm mm-hmm. yeah. And Ghostbusters 3 is happening.
1: Yeah, I know the cast of Friends did post a picture on Instagram of all of them hanging out together. See, <laughs> without now, Paul Rudd.
0: Wait a minute. If Adam Sandler announces Billy Madison too, I think I'll be pretty fucking for that. <laughs> okay, I already got the whole plot in my head. I know what it should be.
3: <clears throat> I did read an article about uh, Jim Carrey's considering an Ace Ventura three.
0: Oh dang! Yeah, Ace Ventura Afterlife. <laughs> did you? Somebody had a tweet that was kind of making fun of Ghostbusters, but it was really funny. It was like, uh, it was like. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown uh, finds a, an abandoned uh, uh, English farmhouse, and goes inside, and opens one of the dressers and sees a, a ruffled polyester suit, and turns around and Austin Powers is standing b- behind him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, they should have Millie Bobby Brown um, do a cover of On Our
0: Own for the soundtrack.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Hey, here's a question. We know we're gonna hear the Ghostbusters song in this movie. What if they played like a deep cut, like what if we heard on our own in this movie?
3: I would love, dude. Yeah. I would love on our own or saving the day or our- mm-hmm. like those two. Stop it! I'm like, Those are my. I those can't are my favorites from those two. Oh,
1: I think saving the day. day! Save the day! I, have- I really do think that we're gonna hear those songs <laughs> hey, real quick.
0: You know, in the movie when they show them the YouTube footage of, I think uh, Jason
1: Reitman has good taste in music.
0: In the in the trailer when they show the YouTube footage of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, which is an alternative cut that we never saw in the movie. You know, at Ghostbusters FanFest, Jason Reitman talked about how they've been going through all the dailies looking for footage that was never used. That is an example of it right there. Yeah. But wouldn't it be funny if Saving the Day was playing on the YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> like we find out like they were just Someone just her- had it on a fucking, they had it on the speakers.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were playing it
0: through the Ecto.
1: <laughs> it's just like Dragon Con. Dude, that's Bernie was really on top. Song.
0: One thing we we we're, we're, we I didn't talk about it, but there was a close-up shot of the uh, proton pack. There was some new stuff on the back. It's like a little yellow wire. I know our prop collecting or prop making friends were interested in that. So hopefully we'll get some really good shots of the uh, the equipment soon enough mm-hmm. and uh, start building some of the stuff. Man, drag gun going to be fun next year. Mm-hmm. Isn't it is,
2: it?
3: isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, it's
0: happening. Woo! All right, everybody. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Saying thank you so much for joining us for this afterlife. Oh why would you do that because
1: it was cause it, it felt fun I'm
0: sorry <laughs> Abby just threw Slimer at the camera
1: I didn't think it would hit will him. you please fix the camera I don't know how
0: <laughs> is that better <laughs> it's something for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh my name is Craig Goldberg saying thank you so much for joining us for the Ghostbusters Afterlife Breakdown we will have more <clears> coverage <throat> next week as well as uh, looking forward to this year we got big plans for this year we'll be letting everybody know about those plans very soon yep We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Have some podcasts. See you,
1: City Slicker.